Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, got a killer interview with Russ and Joy from Wealth Without Wall Street. Before we jump into that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So, do yourself a favor, go check out the website at pluminvestmentgroup.com. Yo, yo, happy hump day. Hey, happy hump day. I'm excited today. We've got two guys that have figured out how to create wealth without Wall Street. I think that's how they title it. I so. hope to God that's what they're doing because that's a terrible name if not. <laughs> so I'm excited about today. We get Joey and Russ on here. They're going to kind of tell us a little bit about what they do, how they do it, and hopefully give some nuggets of some seeds, nuggets, seeds. I don't know. They're going to give us something. Give us something, something yep. to work with and and hopefully help our listeners and us grow our wealth without Wall Street. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. We're, we're glad to be here. Yeah, cool. so, we, we really appreciate it. So give us a little bit of a um, background of who you are, where you're at, and kind of what you do. Well, I always start this. I'm Joey Mure. They call me the Italian stallion on our show, <laughs> mainly because I'm Italian. I don't know. The stallion part is kind of a, an enhancement. But I, I always start because I met Russ years ago. We're friends first. And I was in the mortgage business and he was in the financial space. And he needed somebody to start referring clients to who wouldn't totally jack up the mortgage process um, when he's trying to educate people on how to enhance their cash flows and create more freedom. Mm -hmm. He didn't want some mortgage person putting them in like a 15-year mortgage, like for instance, and totally messing that all up. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started out. And then he, but at first he gave me this book and he said, Hey, in order to do this, you're going to have to read this book. And by the way, you owe me $20. And I thought that was a little out of line, to be honest. With you. I was like, man, you asked me to read a book and then you're charging me for it. But I, you know, I did it and it totally changed my life by the way. So I'm grateful because I became a client of his. Okay. And after four years of implementing the different things he was teaching me, my whole world, my whole mindset on finance changed and my family's whole future changed. And I said, wait a minute, more people need to know this. And so I, I walked away from a career managing 25 loan officers, closing about 200 loans a year myself and uh, making over $300,000. And I, said, I told my wife who was pregnant with our fourth daughter at the time, hey, babe, I think I'm supposed to go work with Russ and like start this business with him. Oh, and no. I, yeah, everybody says that. But the, the first thing out of her mouth, mouth was, I think you should do it. Yeah. And you know, if you're married and your wife totally agrees with you out the first time that you ask her something like that, it's a sign. And so I, I did it. I, I took that leap and uh, that's how we kind of got started. So that's my background. What a great story. It's hard to follow on that one, by the way, guys. <laughs> he, he has a, a pretty, pretty nice arc there. For me, it was not nearly so clear. I started in the financial industry in 04. 
thought I was a financial guru in 06, realized I was a complete idiot in 08. And, and I, I landed at this conference in uh, January of 2009 looking for another option. I just believed that Wall Street was a rat race that people made money in who, was, who were working in it, but I wasn't seeing people being successful. And I wanted a way for my clients to reach their real goals. And of course, I'd looked around and saw the people that were being successful in what they were doing. And they were owning businesses and investing in themselves and investing in things that created cash flow. I came across this guy talking about how to become your own banker. I know you guys teach a little bit about that when people are doing deals sometimes. Sometimes they'll own or finance the properties, kind of be their own bank, for instance. This guy had written this book called Becoming Your Own Banker. That, that was kind of the genesis point for me to start looking at new ideas. And that was the book that I made Joey pay me $20 for because, to be <laughs> honest, I was like, he doesn't read it. I don't care as long as I've got my money back there. For it. <laughs> but uh, little did I know that was going to lead us to four years later, being in a position where we were starting a business and, you know, we were initially doing this belly to belly, teaching people here in Birmingham, Alabama. And shortly thereafter, we started this podcast, which we could barely spell. And we had never listened to one ourselves and never thought anybody else would listen to ours other than our moms and maybe uh, the people in our office that we you know, paid to do it. <laughs> but it it has grown to a part where we work now digitally and virtually with people all over the country. And what our objective is, is definitely is, like we said, is to build wealth about Wall Street. But really, that's to expose people to ideas that they didn't know was possible and and hopefully get to a point where freedom doesn't end at 59 and a half. It's much sooner. And it's through passive income being greater than their monthly expenses. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So so the book seems like it was a big mind shift change for both of you. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Totally. What, what was one nugget of information in that book that just really blew your mind? Well, for me, there's a couple of different rules in the book. And one of them states is the golden rule. And, you know, growing up in the, uh, in the Bible Belt, the golden rule was, you know, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? But it, the financial golden rule is those who have the gold make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and up to that point of me reading that book, I had been trained and certified as a certified financial planner. And my objective was to part people with their money. You know, like you're too dumb, give it to me. And then I'm going to give it to somebody obviously smarter than me because 99.999% of every financial advisor or whatever, they, they don't actually do anything with the money. They're just a middleman to somebody else, but it was to part people with their money and uh -huh. to, to give them a better return. And the book in, in that one specific rule talked about how those who have the gold are going to make the rules. So are you going to be one that's going to own and control the gold? Or are you going to give it away? And from that premise, when you think about, I need to be in control of the money, I need to be the one who's investing in myself, then I can then make the rules. And that's really what most of us are after, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I would say just to piggyback off of that whole concept, it opened my eyes to the idea that what we have been accustomed to being taught in our in just our natural environments growing up is that we need to give cash away. Cash should be flowing away from us. And that comes in a lot of different areas, like for instance, debt. Mm -hmm. We've been taught this mindset that if you have any debt at all, it needs to be paid off as soon as possible. So therefore, I need to start chunking down as much as I possibly can every single month to pay that off. That applies in the mortgage space, which is, of course, where I came from. And people, you know, routinely wanted a 15-year mortgage. 
And when I started to understand how money truly works, which came from this Become Your Own Banker book, I was like, wait a minute, if I have the option of extending the term on this mortgage as long as possible, my cash flow has now decreased and I have more of that cash flow to take into my own control and do something with, right? Which is the opposite of what we've always been taught. Mm. Big banks want our money as fast as possible and Wall Street wants our money as much as we'll give them for as long as we'll let them have it and hold on to it and make money for themselves. These, you know, these entities are not, you know, stupid. They're extremely smart because they have taught us how to fund their own investments. It's, oh, it's an amazing business. But anyways, I, that's just another nugget that I picked up along the way. Man, I feel kind of bad. I've got a 15-year mortgage. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I can, I'm thinking of my rationale when I got it five years ago. It was, it, I was, had a really good job, tons of extra cash every month. And I was like, I could pay for it myself or I just go ahead and just suffer through it. And I still pay the two extra payments a year still now with it just because in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's just, cash is going there. It's just extra cash. I'm hiding in my house. And now I feel horrible about it. I shouldn't even said anything. These guys are like, this guy's a moron. Let's get off the shelves. Well, it's not, it's not to make somebody feel bad. What yeah. it is, is to say what, and if we start unpacking that, it wasn't really my intention to go into all this, but I'll, I'll keep it brief. In our home, we have to start thinking about it is no longer the asset that we thought it always was. Mm-hmm. It's truly a liability and it's truly under someone else's control until it's 100% paid off. And even then, the only way I can access that is one of two ways. I have to go borrow it from somebody else under their terms. He who has the gold makes the rules, going back to that thought, or I've got to sell it in order to access that capital. So why wouldn't I try to keep as much of my own capital outside of that true expense that is this in my my monthly expenses well and you know it's funny that this book become your own banker and then shortly thereafter i read you know robert kiyosaki's rich dad poor dad which everybody refers to and i saw those two books though how they align so well and it helped me understand that the objective is more cash flow that comes from jobs that i'm not actively working in than i have monthly expenses Mm -hmm. and that's why when i could picture that, that's when the mortgage part really makes sense, right? I mean, if you think about it, because that's the question we get all the time, well, Russ, do I buy an asset with this money or do I take it and pay down a debt that I currently have and reduce my monthly expenses? And the answer is yes. We just need to do the formula, right? So if I take the cash, what amount of cash flow will it create if I buy an asset? As opposed, if I take that same cash and I pay off a debt, what cash flow will it reduce? Mm -hmm. And so when you use that flow, it becomes really simple. So that's the reason why 15-year mortgage is clearer in our minds not because what did a 15-year mortgage payment do from a 30-year mortgage? It made your payment go up, right? So that right side of that formula increased. If my objective is to make it go down, then I want to avoid that as possible. I know once it goes to zero, then it frees up, right? That's Mm -hmm. That's where we want to get to. But can we get to that point quicker, maybe by going left side of the equation, buying assets, producing income, and maybe through the accumulation of those assets and cash flows, maybe then I can pay off the debt faster. And just this just mindset shift. Have you guys ever seen the, the YouTube video, The Backwards Bicycle by Chance? 
I've never even heard no, of it. No. And I know Justin, you've got uh, you've got two seven year olds. Mm -hmm. This will be a great little video for you guys. <laughs> we actually race bikes, so they'd be interested in a backwards oh, bicycle. Man. Perfect. So, a beautiful thing. The the purpose of this six or seven minutes long. The concept is that our brain has been taught a certain way. We've trained it a certain way. We've created these ruts or neuro pathways in our in our in our mind that we've been taught from other people to do it one way. So unlearning some of these ideas are hard, but once we understand that they do exist, we can get outside of those ruts and do it differently. And that's a lot of what we teach on our podcast is that we're here to, to shine light in dark places, right? I mean, a lot of people are in a tunnel trying to get from one point A to point B, and they just don't know a lot of what's around them and what's in their way. But once they start seeing the light and the light starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they see what's on the other side, then it allows them to get there in their minds to picture what's going to happen quicker and ultimately their actions uh, follow that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing because I've, I've always had the stigma about financial planners because when I graduated from college, it was like half my friends went to law school. The other half got jobs with American Express or something as a financial advisor. I'm going, you're 22 or three. What do you know about taking all these people's money, right? <laughs> and so it was always really weird to me, and I wasn't really sure what they did with it, but I like how y'all are, you know, teaching about cash flow and whatnot. Can you, can you tell me what it would be like if I came to y'all and said, hey, I want to work with y'all in some capacity? What's that like? Well, before we do, I mean, I just want to point the, the, the thing you just said. Isn't it amazing, like, that, like three weeks before you graduated, those are the guys like you were drinking with, you're hanging out with. They knew absolutely nothing. They were maxing out credit cards, mm -hmm. like all the things you know, and now they're the financial advisor. Like, yep. yeah. I, yeah, I'm glad you just, you said exactly what I was, I've been saying for years, so. Yeah, you never know, is the guy that's giving me financial advice have 125,000 on his credit card or something that he, <laughs> he was at the bar for the last two years just charging it to the gang, you know? I, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's, and I'll, I'll answer your question in a roundabout way as I always do. But one of the things that we, Joey and I believe is that you got to eat your own cooking, right? Anything yep. that you're doing, you got to be transparent with it. And I, I said this early on when I was in, you know, doing the typical financial planning and I realized that I, I was really, you know, uninformed of what really was happening and what really was going on behind the scenes. Like the people that I went to in 08 and said, man, what is going on? Why is this happening? And they're like, I don't know. I was like, that's not good that, that you don't know the answer to this. But for us is that if we can help people get clarity of what really is happening, then the decisions thereafter. So we always share what we're doing. And I, kind of going back to the Wall Street days, what I was going after a second ago, is that if, if you're going to invest with somebody else, just say, look, I want my money to go where you put yours. Because here's the thing. They will watch their money. Mm -hmm. They will make decisions with their money. And just say, whenever you move it, move mine too. Yeah. But here's the thing is that what you just said is that most of the brokers out there are broker than you. So yeah. they, they don't have any money in most things. So a lot of times people don't follow that advice because they don't have it. Joey and I, we realized that our job was to help people see things that they hadn't seen before. But in order to do that, we had to be on the same journey. So we started posting our passive income report okay. and, and we were like, okay, hold by on, hold doing so, this. So before you get too deep into that, will you explain what that is? Yeah. So our passive income report is showing exactly what Joey and I personally do with our investments, okay. where we put our money and how much cash flow is coming from those and the expenses associated with those. And that 
is like, that's our whole model. That's what we're teaching. So we're like, we need to be living this out. And, you know, whenever you start putting this out there for public, you know, consumption, you start realizing, man, it doesn't look as pretty as I want it to be. Yeah. And it holds you accountable to saying, we got to get, you know, we got to get focused on this. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, what we've found is that not only have we found new ways to do things, better ways to do things, uh, we found people to help us do things better. It's also been an encouragement for those who are listening to say, look, these guys don't have it all figured out. I could, I could learn that just by the fact that, you know, they don't haven't conquered the English language in 40 something years, <laughs> but that, that the finance is something that is attainable even to these morons. I can also help, uh, you know, I can get to the same point even just by following their lead. By the way, Adam, I don't think he ever answered your question. So is I think it okay I, if I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is not shocking, by the way. This is a very common thing. I have to clean up. But basically, when, when someone engages with Wealth Without Wall Street, they do it in a number of different ways. One, they're getting educated typically on a podcast or a YouTube video or something like that that they say, wait a minute, this is different. This is something that I haven't necessarily heard before. And it starts with clarity. So they start getting clear on the idea that what they have today isn't the only option. And if they want true financial freedom, they have to do something they've never done before. And they have to change their mindset on cash flow. They have to change their mindset on what does financial freedom actually look like. And, and so there's some education there in that clarity step. But it's really, you're, when you engage with us, you're on a 15-minute call with one of our coaches. And you're saying, these are the things I want to see happen. What are my goals? What are the things that maybe I, I foresee as like holding me back? And what does success really look like? Okay, so those are, that's kind of like the first step. The second step is a control factor. And that's where we start diving into your cash flows. We say, okay, well, tell me about your debts. All right, tell me about your tax situation. Tell me about what do you have going towards qualified plans? Like, where is your cash flowing? Is it all going away from you or is it coming towards you? And then once we've done that, we're optimizing that for your savings. Like that's when we start gathering that gold we talked about earlier into a place that we can control. When we use that concept from the book, Become Your Own Banker, uh, the infinite banking concept, which is we're going to save cash in these super high cash value life insurance policies that are structured for immediate growth and then long-term generational wealth. But that becomes the vehicle and the engine, so to speak, that will lead to what passive income course do I need to pick for myself? And that's, I think, one of the unique selling propositions that we offer is that we don't have a like specific passive income process. You pick which one that you like. And that's why when we talk about our passive income report every month, we're actually talking about land flipping. We're talking about short-term rentals through Airbnb and other areas. We're talking about long-term rentals. If you want to do that, apartment syndications. We're talking about a Amazon store that I own called 100 Unicorns that I am struggling with right now. But I promise I'm going to make this thing happen. Those unicorns are going to fly. And they're going to bring back products from China and India and bring them to your doorstep. But anyway, like there's so many other things that we cover, but you get to be educated on those things. You actually take a disk assessment and we call it the investor DNA to figure out which one of these would probably line up with who I am personally. 
And then from there, you start implementing and going as fast as you can. And we want to see people to have results in 18 months to 10 years to make their life change. And so that's kind of our process from soup to nuts. It's awesome. I'm kind of mind blown by it now. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I feel like I need a, would you call it a disc test or a, a DNA a DN, to test somebody's DNA? Like, I feel like I need to do that with every person that wants to buy our land flipping course and be like, Hey, let's do this test first. And we're going to see what kind of model you should be using. Because when we talk in land flipping, there's so many different ways and y'all, y'all mentioned it and your way is a lot different than ours, but you, you've kind of done a lot of smaller properties and turn those. We see a lot of guys doing that where we talk more bass boat properties. And so if we could identify that early on, and I love that y'all do that right from the beginning. And then one other thing I wanted to mention in there, you kept using the word cash flow, and so many of our listeners equate that to what they make after they pay for something off of an asset. So like they have a rental, they just that's the one thing they think about it. Like, hey, I generate a thousand dollars cash flow a month off of this one asset. They don't talk about it in the terms of how is your cash flowing in or out as a collectively. And I love that that y'all y'all keep talking that away. But I want to make sure our listeners are picking up on that. When you're referring to that, that's not I have a rental I make two hundred dollars a month off of, or I have ten land no ten ten land contracts and I make you know, $2,000 off that you're saying, in general, how is your cash moving to and from you? And what does that look like? No, no, absolutely. Because most of the times we really if we, if we think about it, we make money. And for some of us, if we've been really good and, and trained well, we make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then we look down and we don't have that much money to show for <laughs> it anywhere in our hands, right? It just yeah. flows right all through us. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like, how do we how do we evaluate that? And by the way, you know, whenever we talk about this, sometimes people will say, well, Russ, I really don't want you getting involved in the way I spend my money now, you know, because I like cars and yeah. I like clothes <laughs> and, you know, I like going on trips. And I'm like, I do too. I do lots of those things. And I'll make an agreement with you. I won't tell you about yours if you don't tell me about mine. Yeah. But <laughs> let's, let's look at some things that maybe you are spending money in and dollars are flowing to that you probably don't care about. Like, I'm a, I love America and I, I want to do my American duty by paying as little in taxes as I possibly can. Like, <laughs> oh, because no. if I take as little dollars in taxes as I possibly can, then I can take those dollars and just like you guys kind of a little messed up in the head, I'll start a new business yep. and that'll employ several people. And, <laughs> and, and the productivity uh, from that is going to be much better than me paying extra dollars to the government. And so we find ways uh, legally uh-huh. to reduce the tax bills that we have. We partner with tax attorneys and CPAs who help us do that. We also, again, we were saying a second ago, we evaluate the way we pay down debts. We, we even built a course. I don't know if it's okay if I share yeah, our community with your listeners. Yeah. But we, we built a community uh, where inside of it has these different courses. And one of them is called paying down debt like a boss. <laughs> and through that, it helps people really prioritize which debts are inefficient that they really do need to pay off and which ones are more efficient, things that maybe it shouldn't be the priority for me. And it's really simple. We give them that guide and that formula to follow. So then the decision-making, because a lot of times our brains, we're, we're so hard at work. We're being successful, creating our business or running our land business, whatever it may be. Finance is the thing that gets stuck off to the side. Regardless of how successful we are, what we find commonly is that part is just put off to the side. And our job is to help come in and automate it and, and to help people control it so that way they don't have to hide it, right? Because, you know, sin is the thing that we, we're, we're usually hiding in our life and financial sins are big. So we hide those. We don't want to talk about those things. And that's why we created this passive income report on our own just to say, here's our ugliness. 
yeah. you know, and, and our, our goal is to watch it get a little bit better each and every, every month that we post it, but also to show other people that there's other ways to do it. Yeah. I got to say, I'm like, I really like you guys, the similarities between y'all two and us two. I don't know if you noticed it, but <laughs> like, I'm constantly cleaning up. I'm Justin over here. Right. And we don't, we don't even want to get into taxes, the tax talk. <laughs> I knew he was going to go with that. So when you said taxes, <laughs> like I'm banned from talking about taxes on here because I feel like you should, the American, the civil duty we have as Americans is to pay as little taxes as possible because it's theft. And so if I can put that money to work legally in another way, then that's what I do. Not that I'm like, well, let me pay you all I got in taxes. You know, we just go at it a little differently. His, his dad is a, as a sweet, dear friend of, of mine. It's his dad, of course. He tells me every year I'm going to Leavenworth and he's going to have to visit me there. And I've been audited eight times and it's all been resolved. It's usually just a small little check or I hire an attorney and they fix it and then they end up owing me money. So it's usually something like that, but they give me grief about the tax side yeah. of this. Cause I feel like you do. But then y'all's cash flow report too. You put it all out there, which is amazing. We, we did the same thing on our project one. Mm-hmm. Like we did it last year. Everyone that listens to us knows about it, but yeah, no, this, I really like what you guys are saying. I think it's very beneficial to a lot of people. I think it is because for me, when somebody offers advice, like you said, Hey, put my money where your money is. I went through a course and I'd sit there and I'd sit on their weekly calls and I'd hear this guy telling these people deal after deal, buy it, buy it, buy it. And I'm like, this is a shitty deal. Sorry. Ours is our podcast is mature. You feel free to speak openly. Um, <laughs> he changed it for me. It's cleaning so, up. Yep. It's cleaning up. So I'm watching this and I'm like, these are shitty deals. And that's where plum came in. Well, if I'm going to tell somebody they should buy this deal, I should be willing to put my money into it or say, Hey, I can't fund it because I think it only makes five grand on this $20,000 we're putting into it. After closing costs, if we use a realtor or after you pay all your stuff to list it, it's not going to make any money. So let's not do it. But, you know, I think it's great that y'all, that transparency there. And so in the, the spirit of transparency, can you tell us your best performing passive product and your worst performing passive product on your report? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to remember what the numbers were from last month. But we have a done-for-you land flipping business okay. where we have literally paid a group who does it 100% for us. And we're nice. just a 70% owner in that business. One, it's the easiest to do because <laughs> yeah. we're not doing literally anything. But we're up to almost 6000 a month in that in just the last three months. Yep. Wow. So that's, that's really a great performer for us. I would also say in the last month that we reported on this was for August. So it wasn't there yet, but for September, uh, as we just finished that, that is our second part is short-term rental. Mm -hmm. So we we started a short-term rental business where we do rental arbitrage. We rent the units and then turn around and post them on sites like Airbnb and and that's one where we've seen our cash flow significantly increase. I think we're going to be up to around 4000 a month. For September, yeah. yeah. And wow. we're adding seven more units this month to that. Awesome. I, I feel like that's from a cash flow perspective is going to be one of the better ones. Now, from a, some of the worst ones, I invested in a real estate to an apartment syndicate about two or three years ago. And I guess, I don't know if it was COVID or whatever. They told us a lot of different reasons, but that one has, has not performed very well for the last probably six to nine months. They've actually oh, wow. started accruing the distribution. So we're putting yeah. a big goose egg up on the board for that one. Wow. Uh, so that hasn't been, it's been a kind of a lackluster one this year. Well, and the, the one that's kind of really woken me up a little bit is the hundredunicorns.com. It's a drop mm-hmm. shipping business that I bought mm-hmm. back in December 
And really, you know, you, you have daughters, Justin, I was like, man, this is a way I can teach my daughters mm -hmm. how to like how business works and all this. And they'll be excited because it's about unicorns. Mm -hmm. Little did I know you actually have to have skills <laughs> in the digital space, like how to create ads and how to, you know, do the social side of things. Like I, I suck at all of those things. So I've had to hire VA for fulfillment purposes and I'm now slowly getting white label products from India that I can now sell on Amazon. You guys probably know a lot more about this than I ever would, but it's been going negative the last several months. And so I just met with a group yesterday that specializes in e-commerce uh, marketing and traffic and things like this and about to make a very substantial investment in that space so that we can start to be profitable and then feed the Amazon side. So anyways, that's a long explanation, but yeah. I have learned the hard way that I'm going to have to spend a lot more than I anticipated to start seeing results because I just don't have the skills. Well, he's for trying it. to woo an investor into that business too. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> so the one, dude, you want to get in now, Russ, I'm telling you. Once I start making money, it's, go, it's, it's going to be going hard to, the roof. to get in. I'm just telling going you. To the roof. Well, we also have one that's pretty interesting. I don't advise anybody to do this, but I, I love talking about it because it's, it's one of those fun things that nobody understands. Uh, we own a bunch of crypto miners. Okay. I know, you, I know crypto. Know that space, which we bought those thinking these are going to be like little $7,000 rental houses mm -hmm. that doesn't have, you know, any tenants, any, you know, any issues with tolls, any of that kind of stuff. All we got to do is pay the power bill on them for, mm -hmm. you know, $150, $200 a month. And they're just going to spit out. And man, the first month and a half, we did that two and a half years ago. It was amazing. And then the price of Ethereum dropped from about a thousand to about a hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. per coin. And we were like, wait a second, we're losing money. On this. Yeah. So uh, as Ethereum's price has come back over the last couple of months, so it's like, man, these little things are kicking out about $150 to $200 a month cash flow over the power bill. So they're, they're finally a, a fun thing. When people ask me how all that works, I'm like, I don't know. It's just dollars in the account. I'll show you. I'm yeah. sitting on about 15 of those coins right now. Yeah. Just took it, took a bath on that did okay yeah. at first. So originally we had when Bitcoin, this is 2016, when Bitcoin went through the roof, it was, you know, a couple thousand dollars and it shot up to 21 in like a month. We had an online ATM for Bitcoin where somebody could come and pay through PayPal and get Bitcoin instantly. And we had, it was 25% service charge. We got to keep 15. The, the provider kept 10. And so we were just churning it out. PayPal loved us. We were running through so much money and fees through them <laughs> until chargebacks happened. Yeah. And these people would have a picture with their ID saying, I approve this purchase. And that still wasn't good enough for PayPal. And mm -hmm. we got canned on that. I think we were doing, we were buying five to $10,000 in Bitcoin a day yeah. and churning through it. When we wake up the next morning, it'd all be back plus 15% in our, yeah. in our PayPal account. It was, uh, it was, we were going to buy Lambos and Rollies. It was going to be amazing for about two and a half months. Yeah. It, it was the best thing we ever did. Like you go buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, you put it on the market, it's gone instantly. Yeah. And then you just rinse and repeat every single day until PayPal catches on and they just shut it down. You provide them proof and everything. And they were just, PayPal was like, no, we think you're laundering money. Yeah. We can't do it. And yeah. that's what, that was the, that was what they officially closed those accounts down for. I had to go onto a six months hold with a PayPal account that had been like 20 years old or 15 years old in there. Oh, wow. No, you couldn't do it. So it's, it's fun to get in some fun stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I appreciate you being transparent and telling us about it and we wish you all the luck on a, 
100 unicorns. Hmm. Yes. Unicorns.com. For the love. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for unicorns for Christmas this year, 100unicorns.com should be your first stop, <laughs> listeners. Um, man, I, I love it. I, I love what you guys have, you're, the way you put it all out there and the way you've said it, because I think it's going to resonate with more, you know, more than just me and Adam, but our listeners as well, because it, it's okay to try different things. I love that, you know, Wealth Without Wall Street does include some land flipping because, hey, we're a land flipping podcast. That's what we talk about. That's our bread and butter. But it's okay to put that money into other things and help it work for you as well. So I really appreciate y'all coming on with us today. Yeah, same here. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, um, we actually built um, a community of people who are on that journey and who are looking to, to reach financial freedom and are seeking, you know, others who are doing it and, and also kind of some ideas. So if it's all right, I'll, I'll give a yeah. free link that your listeners can go to. If they go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash casual Fridays, they can uh, join the community, get access to some of these courses that we were talking about are free. There's also a messaging app. So if you want to reach out to Joey and I, you can there's a little chat function in there that you can like directly message us. And we'd love to, to kind of hear more about your story, what you're doing. And if there's something we can do to assist you on the journey, point you in the right direction, we'd love to do it. Man, I love it. Yeah, perfect. Joe, you want to send us off with any cleanup? Man, I, I, I don't know if I can improve upon that. Uh, the app is really, really cool. You know, you can actually find it in the app store as well and literally have it right there on your phone. So it's super convenient and it's a way you can even find other people in your area that are on this path, like physically. So that you can say, Oh man, man, they're right down the street over here in Dallas or whatever. And maybe you guys can meet up and things like that. So yeah, we'd love to connect with you and, and see you on the same path with us. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be the stamp of approval and tell everybody, go check you out, get, uh, get all involved. And then, uh, as always, as we end this, uh, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, follow, then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like rate review and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. See you Friday guys.